Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Matthew chapter 20, uh, verses 1 through 16. Uh, But I'm actually going to read through 28. You know I like to do that. We've been reading through the book of Matthew together, and we're missing a good deal of the story here, but we're going to try to get as much of it today as we can, just to try to make sense of this chapter and what Jesus is saying. And you'll, I hopefully, when you hear the second part of the passage, you'll know why I tagged it on to the first. This is Matthew chapter 20. Hear now the word of our Lord. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. This is Jesus telling his disciples. After agreeing with the laborer for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. And when he went out about nine o'clock, he saw some others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also, you should go in my vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. And so they went. And when he went out again about noon and then again about three o'clock, he did the same. At about five o'clock, he went out and he still found some others standing around. And so he said to them, why are you standing around idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. But he said to them then, you also go into my vineyard. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call out the laborers and give them their pay and begin with the last and then going to the first. But when those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought that they would receive more. But each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, These last, they worked only an hour and you gave them equal what you gave to us who have borne the burden all day in the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the normal daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same that I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? And so Jesus said, The last will be first, and the first will be last. And while Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves, and he said to them on the way, See, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the human one will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. And then they will hand him over to the nations to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And on the third day he will be raised." Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came. And they came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked a favor of him. And he, Jesus said to her, well, What do you want? And he said, she said to him, Declare that these two sons of mine, they will sit at your right and your left hand in the kingdom. But Jesus answered, Ma'am, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? But they said to him, we are able. But Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and my left, this is not mine to grant. No, but it is for those whom it has been prepared by my father. And when the ten heard this, they were angry with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and he said, you know, the rulers of the nations lorded over them. 
and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you. But whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you must be a slave. For the human one came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning, I want to ask you a very serious question. What are you worth? Okay, so find a penny. Now, odds are that um, there's one laying around here somewhere that's useless. Actually, you should have gotten one when you walked in the door. You know, pennies are worth so little now that by taking five seconds to pick one up, you're actually earning $7.20 an hour, which is actually less than the federal minimum wage. So back in 1857, did you know that the United uh, States Mint actually stopped producing what was known as half-penny coins? They had a purchasing power of, in 2015 dollars, of 14 cents, which means that in, 18, in the 1850s, we eliminated a coin that today would have been worth 14 pennies. Hold the penny in your hand. Imagine where you are in the story this morning. And imagine that the coin that you have actually represents all that you are worth. Go ahead, look at it. Imagine that this coin represents all that you are worth. Now, maybe you're someone who has been a Christian all your life. Maybe you've been a member of Brookside all your life or for many, many years. Maybe you're one of those people who have given your entire life to the service of the community. And maybe you haven't gotten any recognition for it. Maybe you've given and you've given and you've given. Worked tirelessly. Eh, maybe not. Maybe you're a latecomer. Maybe you're new to the faith or to the church. Or maybe you're just now discovering for the first time in your life that you really don't know anything about following Jesus. If you were to stand before Jesus today, how much do you think this coin, if it is worth what you're worth, how much do you think this coin would be worth? Will you say, look, Lord, I have given everything and I've done great things. Or maybe you'll say, Lord, have mercy on me. I know I'm not worth anything. In the story of our text today, those who came late to work were paid first. And they were given one silver coin. And this was what those who had been working from the beginning were expecting to get paid. You got that part of the story, right? Those who had been working from the beginning expected to get paid what those who had only been working for an hour ended up with. So the fact that these latecomers were getting a silver coin, they meant that surely they would be getting more. But when they got the same, they got angry and they grumbled. See, they weren't comfortable being equal to the others. They weren't comfortable being equal. Now look around you. Look around. Look around the room. Part of the point of this new gathering that we're doing here is to create an alternative community that carries on what Jesus had done with this kingdom that was breaking in on earth. 
And part of the point of this new kingdom, this new gathering, this alternative thing that we're doing is that all of us, we recognize, are worth the same. We are all the beloved of God. Now, some of you are going to say, maybe you won't say it out loud, but in your heart you're thinking, ah, well, that's just not fair. There was a famous community organizer back in the day that used to, uh, he had this famous saying, he said, everybody knows Mr. Butts. Yeah, I think everybody is the same, but. So, maybe it isn't fair. But I want to teach you a phrase that I hope that everyone in the room will take to heart. And maybe you can remember it. Maybe it will haunt you as your life goes on. The beauty of grace is that it makes life not fair. The beauty of grace is that it makes life not fair. If it were fair, it would not be grace. So there are three points that I hope that you walk away with this morning. Number one, God is not bound to our systems of justice. See, justice in the kingdom of heaven is nothing like the retributive notions of justice that most of us have come to know, the way that the world operates. We won't want to know how to live together as followers of Jesus. We actually have to start by listening to what Jesus says, start by learning from God what justice looks like, and then not hold God accountable to our own systems of justice. Everybody's got the first point. First point, God does not obey our systems of justice. Number two, God provides for the well-being of all of us. All of us have been given the same and created, all of us have been created by the image of God. We have been created as a part of this abundant world, this world that's abundant enough for all of us. The world was created by God abundant with, uh, with plenty enough for everyone. The problem is, is that human communities have to learn to live within limits. See, this is actually at the heart of the Hebrew promise called Jubilee that began in Scripture and went all throughout. And if you're familiar with the story, you will notice that one of the failures of the people of Israel is that they did not take the Jubilee promise serious. So number two, God has provided enough for all of us. Number three, God values all of us equally. Don't you love the three-point sermon? God values all of us equally. We are the ones, see, though, we have been the ones to decide that some are worth more than others. And there are many methods that we use to decide what someone is worth. What job they have or profession? What kind of car they drive? What kind of clothes that they wear? What kind of education that they have? Maybe the place that they've been born or the country they've been born in or the part of New Jersey they've been born in or maybe even the part of Morris County they've been born in. Disparities in wealth, see, they are not natural. They're the result of human sin. And they have to be addressed, these inequalities have to be addressed by people of faith in the way that we use our resources and the way that we live out our life together. So you might ask this picture that Jesus is painting, why does Jesus think God is this way? Well, because he says that heaven's justice is not like earth's justice. That God doesn't value us the way that we value each other. The message of the gospel for us today is this. All of us are of sacred worth. You have heard me say that from the beginning of the book of Matthew. 
For some of us, this is not good news. And we just have to own up to that. For some of us, this is not good news because we feel that we deserve to be valued more than others. But see, here is part of the promise of the gospel. For those who have been made to feel left out or worthless, beyond repair, for those of us who feel it is bad news to talk about how much we're worth, the gospel of Jesus Christ is everything that we are hoping to hear. Because to be in a room filled with people where everybody is worth a penny means that we must be worth more than we were told. See, with God, there are no favorites. And so those, here is the point I want to make today. Those of us who think that being on God's good side makes us one of God's favorites, what we will find all along, we have been worshiping not God, but ourselves. So, here is the message that Jesus has given us for today. Those who are last will be first. But praise God, those who are first will be last. Amen.